Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5. The definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hello, I'm Conrad Tan, investment strategist at Bank of Singapore. Recent developments signal clearly that the world is moving towards making carbon emissions more expensive for businesses in order to speed up decarbonization of the world economy. These are five things to keep in mind. First, the idea behind this is simple. Embedding the cost of carbon pollution into business and investment decisions will make everyone accountable for their contribution to global warming and accelerate the transition to a low-carbon economy. Today, we have a narrowing window to transform the way the entire global economy works to reduce carbon emissions before it is too late. Worldwide, there are over 60 carbon pricing initiatives that have either been implemented or formally adopted and waiting to be implemented. And together, they cover just over one-fifth of global carbon emissions. By far, the most significant new addition is China's carbon trading scheme. It was announced in February this year and is scheduled to go live by the end of June. Why is this so important? Well, because China is really big. It's the second largest economy in the world and is also the world's largest producer of carbon emissions, which is not surprising because it is the manufacturing center of the world. When implemented, China's carbon trading scheme will be the largest in the world, surpassing even the European Union's, which started in 2005. Now, the second thing to keep in mind is that the smaller economies also matter. And we expect to see more of these initiatives to price carbon emissions and embed the cost of carbon pollution into the cost of doing business. For example, here in Singapore, the MES recently announced the launch of a new carbon exchange to facilitate the pricing of carbon credits. The third thing to keep in mind is that we also expect countries that are slow to introduce carbon pricing schemes will in increasingly face higher costs in exporting to major markets. So the EU, for example, is preparing to introduce a carbon tax on some imports that do not embed carbon costs similar to goods produced within the EU. We're tracking this closely. It seems that this could apply to steel, cement, and aluminum imports. What's likely to happen is that affected businesses would need to buy EU carbon credits to pay the tax, effectively making those imports more expensive. And this is consistent with our long-held view that strong EU policy support for decarbonization will have influence well beyond Europe. The same will also be true for China, given its importance to the global economy. The fourth point is that the direction of travel globally is clear. Fossil fuels are being gradually phased out in favor of cleaner energy sources. Recently, the G7 group of advanced economies, the US, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the UK, have said they will stop international funding of coal projects this year and phase out inefficient fossil fuel subsidies by 2025. My fifth and final point is that this isn't just about risks. The transition will create new opportunities. So China alone is expected to need over 100 trillion yuan of new investment in the energy sector to meet its decarbonization targets. This is based on a study done by Tsinghua University. Globally, there will need to be a significant ramp up in clean energy investments, especially solar and wind power, as well as low emissions transport. And there is going to be a lot of competition between the US, Europe, and China to develop a leading edge in clean technologies. Overall, our view remains that global efforts to pursue sustainable, low-carbon development paths will drive significant changes to the world economy for years to come, creating new opportunities for business and investors. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 
This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.